This is BB Radio, and I'm your host, Katherine Dean. On today's episode, I'm going to talk with you guys about a major topic that is going on in society right now, as well as it's really always been going on. I think that uh, we all kind of deal with it in different ways. However, you know, it's a main topic right now. And just being in the position that I'm in and the way that you all trust me and just this whole operation, I feel like I have to speak my piece on the situation. And uh, yeah, let's talk about it. All right. So we're going to talk about racism real quick. Okay, now, I know that it's a very blanket and very general topic that we're, we're focusing in on, but really when it boils down to what's happening in the world right now, it's really racism. Okay, that's the, the underlining issue here. All right. Now, I would like to say, and I would like to give a shout out to a particular person named Leah, okay, who actually prompted me to do this episode months ago. She, you know, let me say this about my personality, all right? And this is to, to her as well, because uh, I know she listens to the podcast, of course. Okay, so I'm the kind of person that I focus in on um, optimism, positivity, and I'm not oblivious to say, quote unquote, negative things or things that um, give you, you know, certain emotional energy that's maybe not, quote unquote, positive, right? I just don't focus my, my time on that. And this is by choice. See, at one point in my life, I used to do that. I used to be consumed with all different kinds of things, and it would kind of cause me to emotionally be imbalanced. And as I grew in life and I gained responsibilities, I realized that my mental stability is very important for the sake of my children. Okay, sometimes in life is not just about you, it's about your whole operation. That's why I promote your empire and all these other things, because life is deep. And when you focus in on one channel of life, you know, of course, that's a tunnel vision, right? And you don't see the things around you. So for me, I have to stay focused on what's around me. And so I've decided that I have to focus in on solutions, positivity, optimism, et cetera, et cetera. I do know emotions like anger, frustration, anxiety, all that stuff for sure. And I'm not going to say I don't experience it because I do. But what I, what I also know is while I'm experiencing that, I know this is a moment. And I have to move on and focus on the solution. But I allow my body to experience emotion. So let's be very clear with that. Now, I gave you that little, you know, backstory because of the fact that I didn't want to focus in on um, the topics at the time because it just wasn't the time. You know, we were focused on evolving within the episodes. We were focused on personal evolution, self-development, etc. And granted, I know this racism is going on. I experience it not directly, but, you know, indirectly. You know what I mean? Like in my personal walk every day, no, I don't experience direct racism. But, oh, I do know all about it. Oh, I see it. Oh, yes, I have to have conversations with my children and different things because of the environment we live in. So I'm not oblivious. It's just that you have to learn in life what to put your energy into because you cannot put your energy into everything, honey. You just cannot. And some things I've just accepted. You understand? I've accepted that I'm an African-American woman. I've accepted that my particular race is not necessarily favored, quote unquote. And at the end of the day, um, I know I have to stand up in my nationality. I have to stand up as a woman. I have responsibility. So I'm no hope. Let's get it straight, okay? <laughs> you come at me with that racism stuff or categorizing stuff and blah, 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 blah. We're going to get, you know, we're going we're gonna to go there. But see, I'm going to hit you in a different way. See, I, I, I've sat back and I've analyzed my brothers and sisters. I've analyzed the behaviors of other people. And what I've realized is there's a way to go about this thing, okay, through this tongue. 
You see, this thing that I'm talking to you with now, see, it's a way you go about it. It's a way that you move your body. It's a way that you engage in the world. So that way you can kind of, you know, make a stance without making a stance. And if I got to go there with you, I'm going to go there with you in a way that you understand. Okay, because everyone communicates very differently. Okay, if I got to go crazy on you to get my point across, boom, that's what I'm going to do. If I have to, you know, contact a manager, go above you, hierarchy, whatever, I'm going to do that as well. There's so many different ways you can go about this thing. You understand? So for me, I got my methods. It's just that I do not put them at the forefront because that's not my energy flow. And this has served me. Okay, because I know people who actually think the opposite way. And I'm sure you do too, who think the opposite way. And I'm very focused in on um, segregation or very focused in on things where it's like, you know, things are not working. Things are, you know, at this sense of despair. And, and I'm just going to be honest with you. We we've noticed those same people and I've experienced moments in my life of this too. You experience a downfall. You experience nothing but negativity. You experience and, and you see someone who is literally, um, not living a good life. Usually they're not happy. They're not, they may be successful in some degree as far as financial is concerned, but they just overall, you don't, you don't get success, energy, happy, abundance, a certain radiance. You, you don't experience that when you see these people. So for me, I just focus it on the opposite end of the stick and that served me well. So that's the reason why I did not do the episode at the time. That didn't mean I didn't have an opinion on it. Oh, for sure. I do. Oh yes, 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 yes. But at the time, it wasn't it wasn't necessary. This is the time. You understand? It's all about timing, baby. It's all about timing. Because if I would have bust out at that particular era, talking about racism and things like that, it would have thrown you off. It would have kind of like switched the tone a little bit. And I'm not really one to discuss certain things directly because of the, the audience base. Okay? If you're listening to me right now, you are a variety of ethnicities. You understand? And most of them are different from mine. My audience base is very European, um, very uh, international. You understand? I mean, I do have lots of people in the States, to get me wrong, but a lot of them are Caucasian or um, of a different ethnicity. I mean, all different ethnicities. I have uh, tons of Chinese, Japanese. We're talking about, I mean, countries I've never even heard of before. So very different than my skin tone. So for me, I just felt like I'm all about equality. That's always been my brand. That's my, my whole ideology because that's all I know. That's all, that's all I'm around. I'm around multiple ethnicities, uh, staffing-wise. I've always been multicultural. So, um, yes, though, my upbringing was predominantly black, like, like all black. You know what I mean? And so I'm definitely from that era. Please don't, you know, don't get it twisted now. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm so versatile because even in the black community, it's like, okay, cat can still get down and talk. You understand? But in this environment, in this environment, cat, you know, cat's diverse. That's why you mess with me. You understand? Because I understand from everybody. And it's not like, oh, I wear one as a badge of honor more than the other. No, this is just who I am. You know what I mean? And it's like, you you can, you know, you, you, you see all when you get all. You know what I mean? So, yes, before we get into this, though, any deeper, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast episode. I must say that because um, it's important, right? I always show my gratitude. But right now, it's very important um, because you probably have no idea what I'm about to say. <laughs> So um, what I've been noticing is uh, this cancel culture that's happening here. And uh, I'm like, I know I'm not going to be canceled because y'all already know how I get down. You know what I mean? Like, if you know me, then you know what I'm about to say. You know what I mean? And and everybody who listens to this knows me or you heard of the podcast or you are familiar in some degrees of my voice and my tone and how I think about things. So at the end of the day, you know, we know where I'm coming from. You know what I mean? But. Um, I, I've just seen so many people get canceled, girl. But look, some of these people needed to be canceled. 
Okay, let's talk real tea. Listen, let me tell you something. Girl, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, y'all about to sidetrack me. Let me get back to my thank yous. Before I get into this episode, because you know I got talk. Ooh, y'all know I got to talk about the situation and everything that's going on. Girl, I got tea, 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 but let me get back. Okay. Thank you for tuning into the podcast episode. I love you so much. This is great. Okay. I'm just excited about everything in general. I'm not devastated about anything. I'm never devastated. I'm never, I'm fully, fully down. You know, I get disappointed, but a girl ain't never down. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, I'm just excited that you even listened to this podcast episode. We have grown in numbers. I want to say that. Okay. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Like, dang girls. Okay. There's a lot of new people listening to this podcast, um, which I think is pretty dope, uh, because, you know, I'm all about evolution, all about growth and, and, and just expansion. And so I definitely encourage you to get with the crew, get, you know, familiar with everything Go on badbitchradio.com. That way you are able to become familiar with what we have going on. We have online classes, um, more so audible classes, I should say. Um, pretty much you can download them um, onto your desktop on your laptop, but your desktop, laptop whatever so you know what I mean phones all that good stuff <laughs> and um you're able to um pretty much just become enlightened in a different way this is more like the how-to's of life um we have the confidence course on there bad bitch 101 also to have some branding and business courses that'll be going up um and of course some more self-development and also too honey we got the get over it now course which I wanted it to be very general strictly because of the uh you might be getting over anything Right. Because sometimes we want to classify it as a relationship or we like if we're in a romantic relationship. Okay, like, how do I get over this this relationship or this breakup, I should say, or how do I get past this thing? You know, this mental holding or whatever. So it's it's this this course is pretty much for anyone who needs to get past something and needs to move on because the formula is the same. I can give it to you in different ways. Like I could say, oh, this is how you get a relationship and then have a course. Oh, this is how you get past this thing in life. But I'm like, that doesn't make sense because at the end of the day, the formula is going to be the same. And if you take both courses and you hear the courses, you're going to be like, okay, you just told me the same information with a different wording style. <laughs> okay, so Cass going to give it to you real. Um, so definitely check out badbitchradio.com so you can check out all the courses. Um, also, too, honey, dropped two new books. Okay, so we have the BB Affirmations book, which is officially available. And then also, too, um, we have the Hustler's Guide. That is available as well, which is really, really dope. I'm very excited about it because, um, I don't know, I've been in uh, marketing and branding uh, for many, many years. And this is the first time that I'm really um, publishing content pertaining strictly to business and branding. So this is exciting. I have more books uh, as well. And then also too, I'm doing a course, a Boss Babe course. Um, so that way you girls are able to, you know, start your businesses or regenerate your businesses, whatever you have going on. So that way you can get this coin, honey, because it doesn't matter if you're hustling on the side or if you are running a full empire. Cat uh, knows a thing or two about business, honey. I've been running businesses since business has been running. Oh, God. Shoot. Girl, I started my first business at 14, honey, and have not looked back. I have ran 30 companies, 30 plus companies. Okay. The girl definitely knows a thing or two. Nevertheless, though, let's get into this episode. All right. So let's talk about racism and let's talk about what's going on, the tone of the world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So first of all, um, if you are not familiar with what is going on right now, um, pretty much uh, African-American people, black people, dark people, people of a dark tone in terms of if you're classified as black, quote unquote. Um, And I say, quote unquote, strictly because. If you are in America, I believe that you should be referenced as African-American. Now, some people may disagree with me, but let me tell you why I say that. 
I say that because we all know the history, right? We all have read the books. We're not going to play oblivious. We all know that uh, African people were brought here from Africa. We were enslaved. We helped build the country in terms of pretty much whatever wording, wordplay you associate with building, right? So that may mean actual buildings, developing things, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we built the United States. Now, I feel as though if people, now this is all historical, there's nothing cat made up. If people who also came over here with us that were not originally from here, okay, um, and, and, and these people were European, okay, and they came over here with us, us Africans, and they can be classified as Americans, why can't we be classified as African Americans? It's paying homage to where we're from. And it's also to classifying us and giving us a position in this landfill that we built. Now, that's my opinion, all right? So the first thing I think we need to be addressed as is African-Americans, okay? Now, anytime in my life, in my, my walk, I have always, anytime I engage with a, uh, a Caucasian person in reference to, like, if they ever ask me, like, you know, or if they ever say black or et cetera, et cetera I say, no, say African-American, and I say that because of the classification, just like how I called these particular group Caucasian. In my experience, I'm just, I feel like I pay respect where respect is due. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to be called white people, that's, that's your thing. That's your preference. This is not how Catherine talks. I don't talk like that. You know what I mean? I pay respect because I want respect paid to me as well. So I say Caucasian, that's your classification. When I look on applications or when I look on different things and they ask me like, you know, or, you know, what am I, et cetera, et cetera. I see Caucasian and you see in quotations white because that's what's culturally acceptable. Or you see black is culturally acceptable because that's the terminology we experience, right? But then when it comes down to Mexican, right? You don't see it seen in quotations brown, right? Because a lot of Mexican people are brown skin tone. We do not see it saying that information, do we? We don't. And I mean, in a general cultural reference, yes, we refer to Mexican people of brown skin tone, but we do not see it on documents that says in quotations brown. No. So that's why I don't refer to people in that manner. And that's my perspective. Okay. So the first thing is, is that I feel as though we need to be addressed as African-Americans. That's my first thing. The second thing is though, all right, so George Floyd. George Floyd was a man. Now, this is the backstory of from what I know. I may not know all the details, all right? What I do know is that he was at a store. He was trying to use a $20 bill, a fake $20 bill or something like that. And I guess the owner of the store caught the police. When the police came, uh, there was different communication. Like, supposedly there was some ruckus that happened. And then he supposedly tried to get away from police. Or not trying to get away, like resisted arrest that's the classification of it resisted arrest but then there was video footage that was shown that he didn't resist arrest that he literally was like I don't want to say targeted in terms of like they picked him on this day to do this act but what I am saying is is that well there was excessive force used okay there's video footage that showcases him not resisting arrest so this showcases that there was excessive force that was used on this man for this particular situation. Now, in the respects of the situation, right? Yes, he used a perhaps, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't I don't see the evidence of the $20 bill. I haven't seen that part, so I don't really quite know how much of that um information is 
you know, accurate or the details of it. Because at first I saw something that said about a, a forced check or something. I'm not quite sure the details on that. So I definitely feel like, yes, the police should have been called. Yes, proper legal action should have been taken if you are doing wrong, right? For sure. Like, no doubt about that. Okay. But, but the problem that came in is, is the excessive force. See, there's been a variety of situations where people of a variety of different skin tones in that same situation have been treated differently. And I say skin tones and let's be more specific ethnicities They have been treated um, or excuse me, that have experienced a similar situation and have been treated very differently. Now, this is also too within the black community, African-American community, that the police are very hostile with us immediately very hostile immediately we are accused of um of perjury or doing something wrong like immediately straight off the bat um a lot of times it's because of way black people african-american people present themselves and i'm going to be honest with you i'm african-american person i I, i'm honest with myself it's the way we present ourselves we are our culture naturally is a um a, a very present field culture you understand when you see us, you see us. You understand what I'm saying? You feel our energy, our essence. When we present ourselves, we present ourselves. You understand? Now, that looks in a variety of different ways because there are so many different bloodlines. There's so many different technicalities to this whole operation. So when you see us, you see us. You feel our energy. You feel our presence. For some people, that's intimidating. For some people, you may prejudge us because you watch something on television and now you have this preconceived notion of who you're looking at. But ultimately, you are experiencing a lot of energy. Okay. Now, depending on your background, depending upon where you came from, and depending on your perception of black or African American people, what happens is is that you have these this vision, these glasses that you're wearing, and when you look at this person, you have an ideal of them. You either have an ideal of them that they're a positive person, they're a regular person, you're not really paying attention to their skin color, or you may just very well be very focused on their skin color, or very focused on the ideal you saw on television, or very focused on a past experience. Variety of different things may come to mind. This happens with everyone, though. It's not just black people. It's everyone. You understand? It's everybody. If I see a person that looks, quote unquote, suspicious, and there's characteristics of suspicion, okay? A shifty eyes, you know, certain outfits that you wear. There's certain things. If I see you, I'm looking, you know, like, okay, something's going on. The same as if I see someone who looks happy and joyous. If I see someone whose eyes are open and they're walking down the street and they're brisk within their walk and they carry an energy on them. So immediately I'm going to feel very comfortable around this person. It's just natural. It's human experience. It's how we analyze things. It's how we survive. When it comes to African-American people, black people, um, depending on how you view life and how you view us, well, that ultimately leads your way of how you treat us. Now, we have noticed in the police force that we are treated as though we are not, uh, how can I say this? That we are not treated with respect. We are not treated with dignity. We are treated as though um, we really do not matter. Whatever we're saying, whatever we do, what it, it, it's, it's just disregard, complete. With disregard comes disrespect. Now, I've seen a variety of different situations go down. I've seen pure innocence where the person wasn't doing anything. It was purely attacked. You understand? I've seen situations where the person, quote unquote, egged the officer on. In terms of, you must remember, this is a police officer. 
Okay. Knowing historically what they do in terms of how they respond. When I say what they do, how they respond. Because you've seen police respond a variety of different ways. Let's be real. As humans, we've seen all different kinds of situations. Just like with everybody's in all different kinds of situations. So at the end of the day, you got to remember this in the back of your mind. And also to remember their position. They're classified as authority. So if you are yelling, if you are um making this experience unnecessarily a problem that's just with anybody right if, if you're at the starbucks and and the person has your coffee wrong now you can go all different kind of directions you can be yelling and hostile and say yeah no 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 this and that or just be like hey okay either give me my money back or uh get my coffee right you know what i mean and that's how you can handle it so it's all different kind of situations that can go, can go down i say this right because there's a variety of different things that's gone down when it comes down to the way police engage with African-American people, okay? What took place with George Floyd was completely excessive. Completely excessive. It was wrong. It was morally wrong, legally wrong. Um, I don't know where it could have been right. I, I don't know what I'm, I'm I mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. It, nothing just is not justified if he did fraudulent activity is not justified with this excessive punishment not to the point where the man was clinging for his life you watched him transition that's deep yell for his mom now I understand that police have been in a variety of different situations where People have said they, they couldn't breathe or they, they make these different remarks so that way they can get away, et cetera, et cetera. I definitely understand the fear of perhaps that they may have had that this person may try to get away or I don't, I don't know. But what I do know is there's, I thought there was a way to go about this thing. Not that I thought, I know. Okay. They do not say up in the police handbook unless they got a revised version that you should be putting your neck three people, four people, excuse me putting their neck, their bodies on a man like that, restricting his air like that. I don't, because I don't understand why you just can't handcuff him and put him in the car. Take him to the police station. Bam. Okay. If he was resisting arrest, he obviously ain't now. Okay. Put him in the back of the car. Let's go. But no, that's not what went down. Um, now, preceding this situation, though, no action was taken. Police officers were not arrested. However, this was videotaped. With this being videotaped, technology, where we are right now, boom, people saw it. Now we, as black people, African-American people, are in an uproar. It's crazy, all right? We have uh, riots going on. We have protesting going on. We have um, a division of perspectives. There's a variety of different, 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 different things happening, all right? Now, when it comes down to it, my perspective on racism, right? Because that's what ignited this whole conversation is this. All right. Um, racism in terms of the division of ethnicities, classifications, right? So, so we all are different um, classifications, ethnicities, right? I don't think there's another way I can word that. We're all different. We know that it's, it's been since the beginning of time. And I say the beginning of time in terms of what knowledge I know in terms of there's always been different classifications of people and all these classifications of people have always looked different. OK, and there has always been 
an issue in terms of um, not always about skin tone. Okay, there's always been an issue in terms of which classification is is better. You understand which classification is superior. This has been going on since the beginning. All right. Now, it has changed over time. One point it was about wealth. It was about power. It was about fear. It was about a variety of different emotions, different things that motivated. At another point in society, it became about race. At what point in society? I don't know. I wasn't there. All I know is research and I watch books and I, and I watch videos just like you and me. I don't know. We wasn't there. You know what I mean? So I don't know. But what I do know is, is that uh, at one point and at a certain point, which is the point we are right now, but this is, this has happened a long time ago, long, 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 long time ago. I mean, over 400 years ago where there was a moment when race really started playing a big factor because it wasn't always a factor. Money was the factor. How much land you had was a factor. How much power you had was a factor. It was not always the skin tone because we see this in civilization where you had people who were dark like myself, okay? They were called Moors, okay? We've seen these people that were dark and they had wealth and they were kings and they were queens. You cannot tell me that it was about skin tone. It couldn't have been because, well, how can these people be you know, in this royal specter, if, you know, if it was about money, I mean, excuse me, if it was about skin tone, it had to be about money, it had to be about power, it had to be about more than that. So let's be very, very clear on, on that perspective, all right? Now, at a certain point in the human experience, it became about uh, skin tone, okay, too, skin tone too. I say two, 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 because of the fact that money always plays a role. Okay, impoverished always plays a role. So if you have money, your tone, your life, and your perspective, and everything around you, it's just a little bit different. That doesn't it doesn't matter what your race is. Okay. Now, when I say money, I'm talking about someone who can pay their rent comfortably, who probably has things more so on the level of owned or paid up, has savings, they're not struggling, check the check. They're okay financially, meaning that like they're not worried about, like, if they want to go to the store and spend $200, and I say $200 because that's small, small, but think, $200, $300 on a shopping trip, say, at Target, you got money. That means that you can comfortably do this expense, and it does not offset your bottom line, okay? That's, that's a completely different term, right? So if you're in that bracket, life is very different for you than someone who is, say, spending $20 to eat a meal that evening. You understand it, it you, you live in a very different uh I don't want to say different world, but just your perspectives are a little bit different. Now I say that because when we got to the moment in society where skin tone played a very big role, that really became the issue of a lot of hate and a lot of anger because it was something that you could not control. You understand? I didn't choose to be black. I wasn't sitting up there, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, this is the skin I'm going in. No, I, this is just how I came out. You know what I mean? So you couldn't control it. It was something you could do. So then you got into a moment where it was like, all right, well, if lighter is better, because somewhere it was decided, I don't know who and I don't know where and I don't know how. Okay, I wasn't there. You wasn't there either. Okay, <laughs> we just, we know, but we don't know when. Lighter was decided that that was better. And the darker you were, that was a problem. Okay. So then 
even in situations where you can be dark, right? So for instance, in African-American culture, um, in the uh, Latin culture, in the Indian culture. Now ask, ask your friends if you do not believe me, okay? The darker you were, that was a problem. Because this is the issue, not just about black community fully. This is the issue as far as tone is concerned as well. Because if someone doesn't know you or they don't, if you never open up your mouth, they just see your immediate appearance. So naturally they will classify you and they will categorize you as black, period. That's just what that is. And, and, and that may sound ignorant to some, but that's the truth to most, okay? That's the truth to most. You can ask a dark Mexican, okay, if, if they've ever been questioned. A dark Dominican, have they ever been I know a dark Dominican, okay? She looks African-American and she's not. She's not at all. Not at all. At all. Okay? So it's one of those things where this is tone we're talking about. And in some essence too, right? All right. So when it comes down to it, they, someone decided at one culture civilization decided that lighter was better. And that was what we experienced over the years, right? So now you have a classification of people who naturally come out dark, which is Africans. Naturally come out dark. Africans, Jamaicans, Haitians naturally come out with a dark skin tone. So because we come out with this tone, we can't change it. What happened over time was, is that we were persecuted because of our skin tone. We were mistreated. We were, I mean, honey, listen, listen, if you are in school, if you have a computer and I know you have a phone, you can look up historically what went down with my people. Okay. Now, all this has happened over these years, right? Um, we've been mistreated. There has been some laws that have went into place to protect us, not fully. Uh, and, and, and the thing is, is that these laws are not strong enough, all right, as well as there's not certain laws in place that protect us from this persecution. So what's happening is that those who actually are supposed to uphold this particular law or uphold laws in general of, of, of equality, the people who have the most power, the people who are on the ground every day are the police. And unfortunately, those are the people who are pursuing this prejudice belief system and who are harming us and who are executing us. You understand? Now, people have different perspectives of how we got here in terms of some people say that they have a hit out on us. Some people say that, you know, this has been going on, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't really fully matter in the essence of if it is a hit out on us that matter because we need to get that hit taken off if that's possible I don't know I mean just being solution based that's that's what we got to do uh, or we need to have some law in place that protects us that we can sue you that you can go to jail that something can happen to you as a repercussion if you do this behavior that's the only way we're going to be able to save this situation that's the only way we're going to be able to render and create some type of evolution because if not this will continue to happen it's not that we're being negative it's that that we know it for sure because it's been going on historically it's 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 been going on for so long so now where we're at is okay you you have a people who have been lied to suppressed oppressed, mistreated, uh, man, (sighs) 
we have been, um, we've experienced a lot as a culture. You understand what I'm saying? Systematically. Systematically. Oh my goodness. Wow. So, we as a culture, as a people, as a tribe, right? Let's just say if we went back in the day, we are, as a tribe, we're sick of it. We're sick of it. Okay? And with being sick of it means that we are experiencing an uprising. This has happened many times in civilization. Many, many, many times. This is not new. This is not fresh. This is what happens. You cannot continue to suppress a people of any sort and expect for no revolution to take place. It may not happen in the beginning and it may not happen the first hundred, two, three, four hundred years, but eventually it will take place. You know why? Because the seed has been planted. See, what happens in life in general, there's a bigger perspective that goes down. Okay? Because we're talking a combination of power, right? And and, and laws of life. You got law of attraction. You got, you know, putting putting a certain energy. You got, you know, for instance, when you when you experience hardship. When you experience uh, turmoil in any capacity or have any sort of experience, there's always lessons to be learned. Okay, there's always seeds that are planted. And generationally, what has happened is, is that we know about the information that's going down because we pass it to our kids and each generation sees what's going down. And what happens is you got some generations that say, you know what, we're done. We're done. And that's the new generation, the quote unquote millennials and the people right before. You understand? We are tired of being mistreated because we experience it every day. And the thing about it is, is that we have all the other qualifications as a civilization to be comparable. Okay? You cannot say we don't have enough money. You cannot say we're not educated. You cannot say we don't have property. You cannot say we don't have power and influence because we do. We do. Our power and influence actually dominate civilization. And that's being honest. That's truly being honest. From music to fashion, we dominate. So, so at the end of the day, you can't say it's about anything else other than old mindsets, still some sense of uh, separation regarding tonation, and also, too, there's no accountability. See, you can bring the information and awareness to the forefront, but if there's no accountability for the behaviors, well, the behavior is going to continue. This is human practice. So we need laws in place. Okay. So what happens is, is that when you are out here arresting someone, pulling someone over, when, when someone is out minding their own damn business, okay, and you just so happen as a police officer, to walk past them, to not associate with them, strictly because you know your behind can go to jail, okay? They need to have body cams to regular old humans. You understand? We may have to start protecting ourselves until we get reform. That's the direction, and that's where we're at right now, right? Regarding racism specifically, let's be very clear. It is something that is taught. It's taught. Like most habits are taught. Everything is taught. <laughs> Everything is taught. This is all dependent on your classification and your perspective. If your perspective generationally has been to segregate people, well, that's what you teach to your offsprings. It's natural. It's natural. Just like I teach my kids things of, of philosophies and laws of attraction, whatever. It's natural. It's natural. That's not the issue here. For me, it's not. 
right? Because I already understand that. You just teach what you know. The thing is that you deliberately and intentionally choose to continue to exude this behavior. That's where the problem lies in this current moment. And that's the issue with racism. And that's what racism is, is a solid choice to behave in a manner that you know is morally incorrect. Now, morally in terms of the general population, this is an issue that has been brought up generally since you've been born. You know that there's a segregation amongst people based upon color and tone. You understand? You, you, you know this. It's fed to you immediately when you come fresh out the womb down there. You can see it when you watch television. You see a certain tone of people being advertised more than another tone. When you go to school, if you are in certain environments, if you see only your tone and a few of another tone, you know that one is the majority and one is the minority. Now, that is your perspective and that's how you live. But there also, too, though, just like with every human, every experience, there comes a moment, right? When you choose your perspective, usually around, eh, I would say between 15 and 20. <laughs> That's when you kind of start picking how you think because you experience life. You have a sense of independence. You start doing, having your own autonomy, of course. Independent autonomy is very similar in context. You begin to become your own person, your own human. You know, you're out, you're, you're in clubs, you're doing things. Clubs in terms of like, you know, social clubs and school and stuff like that. You're around people. You know, you're, you're getting your hormones. Your breasts are growing. Your mustache is growing. You know, there's things going down. You understand? And so that's when it's at its peak. That's when your perspective in terms of you choose how to think. Because when you're on the football team, if you go to a mixed school, you know that if there's people of other ethnicities, you kind of see these different ethnicities and you're together in Kumbaya because of sportsmanship. But you're able to see how these other ethnicities get down. Now, if you choose to be on the bandwagon of those who segregate, even though you have a sense of brotherhood and a sense of kinship, that's a choice. That's a choice because you have a commonality where it's like we're on. I'm, I'm using the football team as an analogy. And of course, girls, most of us don't play football. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is, is that that's camaraderie. That's togetherness. That's a group of people that were brought together for a common purpose. OK, now, if in, in around 15 to 20, if you're in sports and stuff like that or engaging, you could be in cheerleading. You could be in social groups. Girl, you're in high school. You know what I'm saying? You go to college, all that. Any any in group and environment, when you begin to see other people in other lifestyle circumstances, you can start to make your own assessment of life. So then at that moment is when you choose racism. Truly. It's around that era of time. Now, you may have been introduced to it before, for sure. Oh, as a young infant, oh, growing up, and maybe you at the park and you may chose not to play with kids of darker tone, you know, because this is what you were bred into for sure. And, and you were following robotically. But at a certain point in your life, you made a conscious decision to be this way. That's what racism is, honey. You understand? It is some, a racist is someone who decides to specify and classify people based strictly on tone on skin tone to be specific okay it is someone who also persecutes people based upon skin tone and societal ideologies okay because we say societal ideologies because at the end of the day if you've never been around an african-american person a black person you have no idea how we are and even if you've been around us you still don't know how the hell we are because you're not black just like i'm not caucasian you understand what I'm saying? I'm not Asian. I have no idea what it's like to be a Thai woman. <laughs> I 
have no idea. I can be around you all my life and I can get an idea of it. You understand? But I have no idea what it's like to have that blood in me. I have no idea. And when I say blood, obviously I'm talking about literal blood, honey, where we all bleed the same. We all got real blood. You know what I mean? It's all the same. But what I'm saying is culturally when I say blood. Okay. I don't know what that's like. So when it comes down to racism, my whole ideology on it is something that honestly is taught. However, solution based, because that's what Catherine's about. You can undo this thing. Just like you can undo hurt and harm and all kind of other uh, mental situations um, or experiences, you can undo racism. You just need to become more knowledgeable. So you probably don't have enough knowledge on the culture. You may not understand certain things. And what you do know, it may not be accurate or it may be as accurate, but you don't have a clear understanding. See, with understanding, you can get a peace of mind. You can get commonality. You don't have to be African-American to understand the African-American struggle. But at the same time, if you look at the data, you understand, look at the data, look at the facts. We're not talking about something that's just created and made up. No, just look at the paperwork. You know what I mean? Look at the paperwork. And when you look at the paperwork, you can see, oh my goodness, this is a culture of people that have been unjust. Just like you see the Jews, just like there's other cultures that have been mistreated historically. Come on. Hello. Wake up. It just happened to us as well. You understand? But we deserve the recognition. We deserve the evolution, the revolution as a people to get the justice that we are supposed to be rendered. Period. We deserve that because this is our country too. Period. You understand what I'm saying? That's what's going down right now. All right? Now listen. I love you guys deeply and dearly, all right? And as African-American woman, honey, I must say this. I agree with both. All lives do matter and black lives matter, honey. Period. But right now, we focus on black lives matters, okay? Because one of my brothers just got killed again, okay? Not too long ago, a girl got killed in her own house sleeping because they came in and raided her house and pretty much thought that she was somebody else, I guess, or whatever. Girl killed this girl and nobody went to jail. Killed those two black boys and videotaped it thinking that this shit's funny or, or I don't know what. The, I don't even know what they were thinking. This is not cool, man. It's not cool. It's not OK. It's not OK. And, and some of you have different opinions on the rioting and the looting, et cetera. But honey, listen, this is historical. This has been done before. This is not new. Hello, wake up, do your research, baby. I love you, but do your research. This has been done before, honey. When Martin Luther King was killed, honey, $45 million worth of damage was done. Rightfully so. You killed our leader, <laughs> unnecessarily. Just because someone wants something different than you does not mean that you need to execute them. See. In some cultures, that's all you know. You have to undo that if you want to survive. Because the thing is that this particular culture of people have been doing this injustice for many, many years to a variety of cultures. And the thing is, is that this has also been done historically, an uprising, a banding together of people who experience the same hardship and go after the quote-unquote person or culture or man that is suppressing them all. And all I say is that, listen, this can all be done in a very nice manner or this could be done in a very uh, eye-opening manner. And I'm just hoping that we go in a very peaceful manner. <laughs> we get, 
you know, reform. We get what we need going on. You know what I mean? But, you know, every, you can't change everybody. You know what I mean? But I, I, I pray that my um, African-American people, my black people begin to respect themselves in terms of doing better in our community and doing better when you carry yourself out here in these streets and you're doing better to where it's like, listen, we are demanding our respect in different ways too holding our heads up like the kings and queens we are and not becoming and being what they have told us that we are. I understand it's it's also too a mental thing. We have to undo our own shit too. When you've been suppressed, you got your own stuff you got to deal with. We all know that. Y'all been in a crazy relationship before. Please. On both ends, people need help. That's what this is. A crazy ass relationship, girl, that needs some therapy. Need some real therapy, girl, and some love and some understanding. And we got to go back into its history, baby. Okay, we got to go back into the childhood and start dealing with some stuff so that now we can grow as a people because I'm thinking about my kids. I got kids. Okay, and eventually I'm going to have grandkids. I care about them. This is ridiculous. I, I want them to be able to be peaceful and walk down the street and people don't stare at them. I have black boys. Girl, do you know how many times I had to have a conversation with my son about wearing his hood? And we go into the stores. I lived in Naperville, honey, where it's predominantly Caucasian. Okay. Caucasian and Indian. Okay. I live in this neighborhood. And the thing is that my son goes to the mall. I say, son, please. And I'm not mad you. It is African-American people out there. But I'm like, dude, you can't wear your hood like this. You know what I'm saying? When you go into the store, don't do that. It intimidates them. It intimidates people. You know what I mean? And, and, and this is true. Because if he goes in there in the environment... With this hood on, people are intimidated. People are clutching their purses and acting like he's going to do something wrong. I remember he was in the steam room and this guy was in there just staring at him the whole damn time. Mind you, he has on a towel and everything, but just staring at him, making him uncomfortable strictly because he's an African-American boy. You understand? So, so it's one of those things where you may not agree with the looting and you may not agree with the rioting and the uprising and the protesting and the fact that your streets are being blocked, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But listen, this is a matter of survival here. That's what it is. And I thank you all so much from every country that you all are from that is in support of this movement. It is amazing to see us all come together. I thank you so much personally because we need this. We need to come together. We need to protect each other, period. You know what I mean? Just like when, when things were going down in the Asian community with this coronavirus. You understand? African-American people was with you until we fully saw too, though. Okay, some discrimination, some discrimination videos where our African people in China were being mistreated and different things were going down. We have to stop it on all ways. You understand? It can't, it's not, it's one of those things where it's equality for everyone too. You understand? It's not, it's not just about, okay, you know, let's, let's focus on black and let's do this. No, everybody needs to be treated well for sure. But right now we focus on this. Now next we're going to get on this and this is how we're going to handle this. And we got an agenda as a people. We need to have an agenda if we didn't have one. Now we do because we're seeing that, we want um, justice. And I'm going to say this too. I'm noticing that 2020 is all about evolution and 2020 is all about um, independence, you know, sense of self, you know, preparing you for what's next. Have you thinking about the future? And I think it's amazing. You know, you can say whatever you want, but 2020 has been very interesting to say the least bit, but I have never been more solid as a person. I've never been more independent. I've never been more confident than I ever am now. You know, because this year has really taught you a lot. <laughs> We're only six months in, girl. Look, anyway, I love you girls deeply and dearly. And um, this is my take on everything that's going on. My take on racism, my take on um, just the whole movement in general. I love you all dearly. Please stay safe. Please uh, definitely, if you know, if you are protesting, if you are sharing information, be very mindful. Check out your resources. Excuse me, I did belch. Um, check out your resources. 
Um, and definitely, you know, just continue to, to push the movement. This is not a phase. This is not a trend. This is real life. And um, I hope you take it uh, as, as serious as the movement in, indeed is. All right. Um, I love everybody. I really do. I really do. And I thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. All right. I love you, girls. Ciao.